Stop and think. In Proverbs 11, verse 14, the Bible says, Where there is no guidance, a people falls. But in an abundance of counselors, there's safety. We have to make choices every day of our lives. Some are good, some are bad, some are simple, some are hard. But the one thing for sure is that they all still have to happen. And oftentimes, unfortunately, some of our decisions are actually made out of emotion instead of stopping to think. But what do you do once you make that decision and you can't go back and change what you've done? I mean, I suppose you just move on. But I wonder, do the people that make these decisions ever stop to think about what they're giving up? Do they stop to think about who they may be hurting or how it may impact their lives as well as the lives of those that are around them? None of us are perfect and we're all going to make decisions that aren't necessarily the best ones. But I hope that we're all at least stopping and trying to think. Because you should never, ever, ever make a permanent decision based on a temporary storm. It doesn't matter how bad the storm is, but you have to remind yourself that this too shall pass. Emotional decisions are the worst. So I believe the best thing that we can do when we're angry when we're hurting, when we're confused, or even when we're just unsure, is to stop and pray. We need to lean on God's understanding, not on our own, because we will always flip things up. But Proverbs chapter 3, verses 5-6 through six of the Bible says, Trust in the Lord with all of your heart, and do not lean on your own understanding. But in all of your ways, acknowledge him and he will make your paths straight. I mean, the Bible makes it pretty clear. Don't lean on your own self. Don't lean on your own thoughts. Don't lean on your own judgments. Stop and think. Free will is something that we all have, but it it can be a blessing and a curse. I mean, the fact that we have free will is awesome because it's just that. It's free. The problem is, is that you can make all the choices that you want, but the consequences aren't free. You have to live with the consequences of your actions. That's the curse part. And in my experience, in both my own life and others that I that I know and that I talk to, that's, that's actually the hardest part. That's the hardest part of every day is to live with the consequences whenever you make a decision. To confess your mistakes and, and to be able to handle the things that have happened because of them is very difficult to do. But unfortunately, that's life. That's, that's the way it is. There's, there's no reset button. You can't take anything back You can't undo anything. All of our actions have consequences. And the things that we say and do today are going to have a lasting impact on the rest of our lives. 
We have to understand that and we have to be aware of it before, during, and after making our decisions. Some of us, including me, you know, I've sat around sometimes and I thought, if I just had an answer, if I just had something that would show me what to do, what is the best decision? Is this a yes or a no? Is this, you know, whatever the case may be. You know, and I think about how awesome life would be if we just had an instruction manual. But then I realize, funnily enough, we actually do. It's the Bible. It is a complete guide to decision making. The trouble with it is that most people's hearts aren't where they need to be to use it to their advantage. If you are put in a position to make a choice about your life, whether it involves other people or not, my question would be, are you praying first? Are you praying first? Are you allowing God to help you make that choice? Or are you one of the people, me included, that are in such a rush to get an answer that you just make the determination before thinking about the outcome? You just... Yeah, let's just pop off an answer because I need to know right now. I need to let this person know right now. I need to make this decision right now. We don't stop. We don't breathe. We don't take a minute to just make sure that what we're doing is actually what we should be doing. I mean, in the same aspect, how many of us draw conclusions without thinking about anyone else who it may be associated with? Who it may impact. I mean, it, it could be family, co-workers, relationships, kids, friends. Everything that we do has an impact on other people. Even the smallest compromise can have a huge effect. Not only on your life, but on the lives of the other people around you. We need to develop some kind of self-control. And I, I feel like, you know, it's, it's not easy to do. It's not. But if we use the Bible as our instruction manual, he, he will be with us. He will guide us. It will make our decision making easier because we know that we're not just thinking in our own heads. In Proverbs chapter 25, verse 28, the Bible says, He who has no rule over his own spirit is like a city that is broken down and without walls. We have to develop self-control. Self-control is the fruit of the spirit, according to Galatians. In chapter 5, verses 23 through 23, it talks about the fruit of the spirit. It develops as we spend time fellowshipping with God and we have to practice obedience to him. Sometimes we would rather that God would just control us and make us do the right thing. But he wants us to rule over our spirits. He doesn't want us to pop off decisions and answers. He wants us to use him as a guide, but we've got to have the self-control over our own decision-making. When we can slow down and think, when we breathe, when we pray, when we, when we read our Bible. When we use it as a reference, we are showing self-control to God. We're like, okay, you know what? I'm not ready to make this decision right now. I'm going to stop. 
I'm going to step back and I'm going to take a look at it. You are controlling yourself and you're controlling how and when you make that decision. If we read in Proverbs chapter 16, verse 32, the Bible says, He who is slow to anger is better than the mighty. He who rules his own spirit than he who takes a city. I mean, self-control. It takes it takes self-control not to get offended, not to, to become angry every time somebody doesn't do something the way we want it done. Self-control is needed over our thoughts, our words, our appetites. But once we do that, once we master our own spirit, then we're considered to be powerful in the eyes of God. We are stronger than the one who takes a city. That's what he wants. He wants us to develop that kind of self-control, the kind that it takes to stop, breathe, think, pray, refer to the Bible, ask God, don't make rash decisions. My prayer is that with every beat of our hearts, we are considering what may come of the choices that we make in our lives. It absolutely breaks my heart to think of all the things in my life as well as others' lives that we may be missing out on because we we just didn't trust enough to stop and let God help us. It takes a really strong person to think first. And honestly, if your mental and spiritual capacity aren't where they need to be with God, then you will always make the decisions that will lead to regret. In the famous words of Toby Mack, because Toby rules, don't do something permanently stupid because you're temporarily upset. Think about it.